champion of the world it's time Thank you for checking out this episode of the podcast. Today, I have two of my greatest friends uh, in the world that also happen to be two of the most well-versed sports aficionados on the planet, given their takes on the current climate and revamp in the United States in the sports world. They also happen to be two of the most active sports bettors with some of the best highs, lows, bad beats, and greatest wins they've ever had. You guys are going to love this. Please welcome two of my great, great friends, Stuart Winslow and Nathan Klingel. We're live, boys. Welcome. How are we doing? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, what do I have to pay for the podcast? I think it's like, so I use Simplecast. There's tons of different ones, but they cost roughly like $15. A month to do it depends on how many podcasts you've already had recorded how many um kind of just different things you're looking for like do you want unlimited savings in terms of like the, the memory and stuff gotcha. i'm starting obviously like not at the bottom barrel but it's like the you know two out of four type thing like i don't need to pay a 100 bucks a month for the, something yet right. so, so when i leave here and i look up refine the lines i'm gonna hear your first episode uh, it won't be it right after today, but you'll hear it probably in about a week. <laughs> not this episode. I'm talking about the first one you did. You will not hear yet. Okay. Gotcha. The reason why, great question, and this all goes into like successful podcasting, like how you actually come to it, is they say basically when you start a podcast, you don't just want to have one episode up so somebody listens to it and it's like, okay, I have nothing else to go off of. You want to open up a podcast with three different episodes so people can listen to them, you know, if not all in the same day, but like that day and then the next day and the day after gotcha. or all in once. So they can actually, you know, get very in depth with what you're trying to release in your material. Gotcha. So anyways, boys, let's drink some bourbon. All right. Thank you. Woodford reserve. Don't mind if I do. Oh yeah. So I see that picture of the sandlot on the, on the wall there. We were talking about, Best sports movies out there. Where do you guys <laughs> rank uh, Sandlot? Do you put them in your top ten or no? Sandlot for me is up there. Never seen it. Um, you You've never seen Sandlot? Nope. You both are a little older than me. Jesus Christ. Um, so it, it kind of probably came out at a weird age for you. Although you were probably, what, 15 when it came out? I don't even remember. What, 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 92, what, 93? That would be 15. I have a sick memory when it comes to movie years, by the way. Yeah. I 90s, thought that was going to be a better discussion. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's it's good. It's a good movie, but people overrate it at times. Like it's not even close to like Hoosiers or Major League or some of the other ones. But it, it, you know, it's good. It's cute. So, so I think Sandlot. It totally depends on when you watch it for the first time. Like if you're watching it now as like a 40 year old adult, you're like, all right, that's a solid movie, but it's it's not gonna. Have well, you have to have you. The, you have to have the nostalgia. You had to have watched it then. Correct. 
because if you just watch it now for the first time, correct? Yeah. You're like, this is trash. This is silly. Yeah, because some movies don't age well as others do. But if you watch that as a ten year old, cheers, boys. Oh, it's pretty good. It's if pretty you, solid. If you watch that as a ten year old, you're killing me, Smalls. I know. Here. I'd go with Karate Kid as my number one. That's interesting because I, I mean it is a sports movie, but yeah. I wouldn't. I don't even consider it one. But it I is, mean, I can't argue with that. But I wouldn't put. I did for some reason. Karate I never Kid put too, Karate actually. Kid. Wax on, <laughs> wax on, wax off. That's ridiculous. But I never would put Karate Kid as a sports movie for some reason. I wouldn't either. When but I hear I, list, I, I, nobody ever brings it up as a sports movie. Now that, I guess it should be. Now that you say that, I completely agree though that it is. I mean, it's about martial arts. We just don't consider that like an American sport. You know, Karate Kid is. I can't movie. argue with it. It's at the top of my list. It is. I agree. Major League is right there as well. Well, that's what we were talking about last night, is I, you had Major League. Yeah, I think that uh, Field of Dreams is is massively overrated. It's good, but Major League's better. Dodgeball. <laughs> what's, what's Dodgeball called? Uh, an American... Uh, true underdog True story. underdog story. <laughs> that's not even close to anywhere in the top <laughs> ten. It's funny, but... It's a pretty I mean, funny move. It's not even close. White Goodman smells Cinderella the, man, I mean, come on. Smells the son of a lesser stag. <laughs> Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I See, I think for me, because we were talking about... I, I think that... Uh, it's so hard. Like I love the natural. Now, a lot of people are like, okay, that's a little too serious. You like having a little comedy in yours. Um, no, I, I really like the natural, but outside, like when he breaks the lights and he does a couple things, I mean, the movie's pretty boring. Dull, in but a sense. But, I mean, it has a couple of iconic scenes that you could put up there with any movie, but the natural is not that great, really. <laughs> it really isn't. Happy Gilmore. Happy's up there. See, you like the, I mean, I like the comedy, too. Happy Gilmore might be my favorite movie of all time because I'm showing my age here. But I was a Sandler junkie on SNL, and me and my buddies went to watch it when it first came out at the movie theater. And you always go into movies with high expectations and whatnot. We weren't drinking or anything. We were, I was 17. Maybe I should have been, but I was a late bloomer. <laughs> but right from the get-go to the end, we were dying, laughing our ass off. There has never been a movie from beginning to end that I've liked as much. As Happy as ha- So, I'd, I mean, Happy Gilmore is in my top five, maybe favorite movies it might be my favorite movie of all time without even saying sports i think happy gilmore i think you could almost have a ranking and this would actually be a great list is how what movie do you watch the most when it's just on cable tv and you just see it out there on tnt or you know amc any of the channels what movie would you say you watch the most where you it's on and you just keep watching because i think happy gilmore for me would be definitely in the top five without question back of the future forrest gump um Gump's up there. Shawshank for me. Shawshank, Shawshank's another one. Gladiator. Stand by I me. I love Gladiator too. Stand by me's on. I'm watching the whole. Thing. Oh, I love Stand by me. I, I just it, it seems like Stand by me's not on as much though. It's like on AMC quite a bit. Shawshank is on all the time. Gladiator, Braveheart. It is. I can no, watch Braveheart. Braveheart's all fantastic. Day. I agree. Never seen that one either. You've never seen Braveheart. <laughs> all right, stop the podcast, man. We're, we're and, done. End this. <laughs> And the damage before we, we go too far. I, I'm a terrible movie guy. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's just been on like 7 million yeah, times. I've never seen it. Uh, well, it's good. 
for sure. Have you seen Gladiator with Tommy Riley before? <laughs> and Cuba Gooding Jr.? you never seen that one? Never seen I haven't seen that, that one either. That. Oh, that's an instant classic. When did that come out? Was that in the 90s? Late yeah, 80s? like early 90s, I think. Okay. It's a boxing movie. Okay. He meets uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. one night drinking. I know. In Vegas. Now. Talk about yeah, they're, they're hey, best listen, friends. I, I don't want to <laughs> brag. I just thought we were going to have a podcast. Oh, we By are. the way, I heard Cuba's in a lot of trouble. Somebody I heard that too. told me the other day. But that was before you actually met him in Vegas, I believe. Like, I thought that was like a year and a half ago in New York City. Yeah, well, deep, I think like shit. it takes time for stuff to develop or whatever. But I, I had heard about it even when I was there. And Was it something with like a hooker? I can't even remember. I don't exactly. think it was a hooker. I think it was like groping or something. So it, maybe I think it was somebody groping. he was going after that wasn't showing him the affection. That he was that wanting. I mean, it, he's Trey. I mean, she should have <laughs> just, whatever. I don't want to get into anything crazy. I'm just kidding. But she should have let him do what he wanted. Well, we were, um, <laughs> she, she should have. Cuba's done so many good movies. <laughs> Although he hasn't done a good one in probably 15 years at this point. Well, somebody kept bringing one. up this one movie, like Radio or something. Yeah, and Radio. There's another one, and I've never even seen those. Radio's, that, radio's good. Is that good? That's the last good movie I can remember. That's probably 2004, 2005. Gotcha. But, uh, and then was he in like one of the O.J. Simpson things? He was in that, yeah, that documentary, I believe. The documentary. There was two of them that came out, but I forget which one he was in. I saw the one he wasn't in. It was okay. pretty good. Both of them did really well, but I don't even know which one I saw. Well, we were uh, kind of talking about this when we were coming in, but um, how's uh, how's the sports world for you guys right now? Like, what, uh, Stu? You said you're not really consuming anything. Nathan, you said you're uh, you're watching quite a bit of NBA lately. But how's you know how how do you summarize? I guess. I mean, we can go all the way back to you know COVID starting. 2020 has just been a bitch of a year, to be honest with you. But we, when COVID started, I remember vividly sitting with you two at a bar at Martino's. And them shutting down March Madness, and it shut down a couple of days before. A couple yeah. days before, yeah. and I remember asking you, "Are you guys going back and forth um, verbatim about this?" You were more kind of somber about it, and just like almost dejected, and you were angry yes. about it, like very, yes. very. Yes, and I'm still a little angry I'm, about it. I'm, I'm very angry too. So I mean, but what are your obviously like you know everything got shut down for two three months. We're Working back up, where do you where do you guys kind of see the state of the sports world um, as we know it right now? I would say I'm way less into it. Um, I've had a hard time watching go- even watching golf, like major championship golf. Yeah, though. I think once football comes back and we get the NFL, that'll change things. But even like you know, um, you know, it's hard to believe right now. College football will be starting in less than two weeks. Sure. To me, it's like... Just you don't like, even get to watch our team. It's, not, yeah, yeah. it's totally foreign to me. I mean, like, the SEC and stuff's not starting until mid-September. I mean, I think when, when when football comes back and we get that first NFL game, I think that'll be the first time that I will be jacked about sports being... Like, really being jacked. Okay. That being said, that first UFC back, I was really fired up for, and I, I still watch all of those, but it's just it's, it's a little different for me. Dana's killed it, man. He's really done all... He's, he's like, on a... Total, totally agree on UFC. It's the only thing that I can personally get into. Monster Mets fan. Baseball doesn't seem right. I think for me, I look at it as like that first girl you fell in love with that broke your heart. <laughs> I feel the same way. I, I have a hard time trusting the fact that they're not going to cancel it through the midway through the year. And I hate the fact that I could be vested and get my hopes up and have my dreams shattered 
the way it has been this year. I was supposed to go to Atlantic City during March Madness. Me and Nathan, that's our favorite thing, number one thing. Now it can be canceled for two years, and I'm just having a hard time trusting and getting back into it. And Yeah, when I sent you that text, I, I yeah. you, you could not take it. You're and like, I remember <laughs> like, when I told you guys at that bar, you were like, next year you're going to feel the same way about it. And I was like, no, I'm not. I mean, I'll probably still watch it and I'll gamble on it, but it will never be the same for me because I... <laughs> It was taken from me, and I, my heart was broken. And honestly, it's hard for me to get back. It really is. Uh, it won't be for me, man. I can't wait for it to come back if it does. But I, I don't think we're going to get college basketball either. I don't think we're going to have college sports at all. Football will help. If we get the Sunday ticket, you guys come over. Because even that one day, I think it's November like 14th or 15th, the Masters is going to be going on, and then I think LSU plays Alabama, yep. and then there'll Same be day. Pro Football Sunday, so I'm already taking Monday yeah. off. If that happens, that's going to be really. a big push in the right direction. I, I, I still think we're sitting here today, there will be no college football this year. I still believe that all these tests, if you looked at what's going on at Notre Dame, North Carolina, down in Chapel Hill. I saw another guy, I think it was Georgia Southern or State or something, had a heart issue today. Yes, yeah, Georgia State's starting quarterback. Georgia State. And yeah. there was an Indiana, was it Indiana Hoosiers, or is it different that had another heart issue um, when it comes to COVID? Yeah. Like, these that, guys yeah, it was are totally ruled out from playing because yeah, of a heart right. issue. And, I mean, I'll just be up. I've told you guys this. Like, I, I think we're at the point where we need to play. Like, younger people, the majority of them, I don't think you can do this stuff off of emotion. I think it has to be more data-driven. And young people just flat out are much more healthier. But I don't really, in, in general, believe in the leadership to actually, like the Big, the big Ten to me right now is such, a, is such a mess. I don't even know what to think about it. I mean, but it's to the point where, and I'm kind of like you and you in a sense that I just, I'm so dejected in the fact that my, my caring level went from probably an eight or nine or even, you know, for, for you guys, it was probably closer to a 10, but now it's like at a five, you know, like, oh, I'm obviously still going to watch if they play and all that, but it's not going to be the same you for a while. Especially without the big 10, I mean, without the big 10 playing, I mean, that's, that changes everything. I mean, you know, I will watch football on Saturdays. I mean, what else do I have to do? But I mean, yeah. like, it, def <laughs> it, it, it definitely won't be the, uh, be a it dad. Won't be the same. Well, they, they have well, low expectations. Well, I mean, and us being from Columbus, I mean, college football is a religion. It's not only just games. And I mean, it's everywhere, SEC, wherever. You know, you wake up, college game day's on, you go to the game, you tailgate. I mean, it's, it's a part of your plan. It's a part of what you do. And, and then, again, that's just another thing that's going to be taken away. So, yeah, it's been a rough year, and it's like eventually it'll go back, but it, it's going to take a little bit to get me back. But like the, Nathan said, probably not much. It just needs to start no, back up. I don't think college hoops is going to happen until, like, I mean. If, if football doesn't happen, you know hoops is not happening. Well, that being said, even if college basketball is going to be, like, at earliest, I think, January. Yeah. I mean, I – I, I just but don't see can, it going back. Can these smaller schools, because part of what makes college basketball so good, and why I know why you guys love it, is it's it's so f beyond the Power Five. There's so many. The depth of Division One basketball players and the talent is so good at some of these smaller schools. I mean, without even thinking, do some of these schools, some of them don't obviously have football, but do some of these schools, do they even have the money to be able to host a basketball team and be able to you know have them travel around and all that without having the football money? I didn't uh, even think about that, but it's just... Because a lot well, of like the well, football drives a lot of sports, and like if you're like, especially like for Mac and Sunbelt, sure, and, and things of that nature. But like you know, Dayton, they would have been the you know a number one seed. They That's don't, crazy. I mean, they have 
it's one insane. double A football. They don't have buy games. I, I don't think it's going to be near the impact, but you're going to see the because basketball is not going to be effective. They also don't have that many players but compared like, to football. It's OU or BG, much smaller. Akron, they're not getting these buy games, so it's not going to affect men's basketball. It's going to affect lacrosse and swimming and yeah. baseball, the the other sports. I mean, basketball is going to survive, like that. assuming that these athletic programs survive. I mean, yeah. that's you know they're going to be fine, but because um, there's still buy games in basketball too. I mean. So from that perspective, um, I think basketball will come back a lot easier. But it's 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 the other non-revenue sports that are going to be in big trouble. Yeah, I I would I would agree with that completely. It's a very weird time too. It's not it's not a time. This is the time where you actually earn your money. I feel like as an administrator. But if you're but if you're like a Dayton fan or a San Diego State fan or a Baylor fan, I mean, you know, you might never have a. This might have been your only chance ever to win a national title. I mean, they all three of those teams had a legit shot to cut the nets down, and. It'll probably never happen again, honestly. Baylor's going to – if they get to play this year, Baylor's bringing back a ton, and they're going to be really good. But, I mean no. – Dayton, no shot. No shot. I mean, they're well, – Toppin's gone. Yeah. yeah. They have – and a school like that has, like, one good shot maybe every 30 yeah. years. And Malachi, yeah. that kid from San Diego State, he's gone. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's uh, – uh, it's 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 pretty terrible. Let's not forget uh, Miles Powell and his oh uh, your boy Seton Hall the senior Pirates. year and the triumphant run that the Pirates were going to make in this tournament that was just stripping for it, me. That so ang- stripped the season on a two game losing streak. Keep in mind. Well, I mean that's not where they. Uh, I fall more in the disappointment end than the anger end, but it actually angers me that we can't watch Miles Powell. In the oh tournament. come on, anger. You don't me like too, seeing man. that jump shot, then you're uh, yeah. you're a communist. Uh, I, was, I was bummed as well. He is. Uh, he has Lou Williams. That right uh, that Nova uh, Seton Hall uh, championship game was juicy. That's another thing that yep. got taken away from us yep. too. Yep, absolutely. And you guys it were, wouldn't have been championship. It was a semi. You guys were betting on all those um, games. I mean, you bet on every Seton Hall Nova game, didn't you? Well, Basically, two of them. Of course, yeah, even yeah. even when we didn't get off on the tangent that they were both our favorite teams, we would have probably just bet it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but does that happen without? I mean, I guess you're all, you're going to ride Noah for a decade after what they did for you for a couple of years. But Absolutely. are you going to still be in a seat in the Pirates without? Sure, sure, without, I will. Uh, I mean, first boy? of all, the Big East is the best basketball conference in the world, and I'll always watch the Big East <laughs> tournament. And uh, I hate that it's not you know I'll what always it was. watch it in Madison Square Garden, regardless. And it, it made you know I'll still root for Seton Hall, but. You know, the Johnnies. I like the Johnnies, too. I'm, I'm just a fan of basketball, and I'm a fan of the uh, Big East Conference, and always will be. I'll never forget when McNamara, uh, they had, I think they won five in a row because it was, I think it was Tuesday through Saturday, Tuesday through Sunday, or one, I can't, Wednesday through they, Sunday. They, they won five. Then they lost to Coppenrath, first yeah. round, yeah. Vermont. Yeah. Devastating. That was, I think it was my senior year in high school. That was 2007, I believe. Yeah, they ran off the Big East title and got beaten in the first round. And that's when... Uh, Bayheim was like, we wouldn't have won 10 effing games this year. <laughs> yeah. Without, uh, um, but the Big East tournament, I think by far, in my opinion, and I, you, based on what you just said, I think you agree with me, is the best conference tournament to watch. Well, was. everybody well, thought was. that until was. Syracuse and UConn I, left. It, 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 Louisville. It, it was yeah. when yeah. you were kids. It's yeah. not anymore. Right. The but ACC tournament is the best tournament. 80s right. and 90s. Right ACC. now. Yeah. But, and, and the Big Ten's really good, too. But, yeah. Um, because the Big East, obviously, for the last few years, is I mean, it's really been Nova and everybody else. Right. You know, with the ACC and the Big Ten, I mean, anybody can win it. Um, with UConn coming back to the Big East. Yeah, UConn. Good. I was just going to ask you that. That's, that's really going to help. Yeah. I mean, if UConn, 
UConn coming back, if St. John's can ever get back. Well, and Georgetown, Georgetown right? Yeah. You know, but the, the, the thing is, St. John's and Georgetown are non-factors. So we're you know we're watching championship games with you know Villanova versus Providence. You know, you're watching Creighton, which there's nothing wrong with these teams, but I mean, you're not. This is not like the you know. Seton Hall. We, you know, we knew <laughs> growing up. Well, Seton Hall was always in it. Yeah. Um, Seton Hall I mean, had a team yeah, for a P- while. PC's been in the Big East, too. For no, but he has a good point. I mean, when a lot of these teams left the Big East, it, it lost its luster, but it still is a great tournament to watch. I mean, you had, Tuesday, Madison Square Garden, you had baby. Tuesdays or Wednesdays back in the day. Like, even post-expansion. They owned Tuesdays and Wednesdays, when man. Cincinnati was in the league. Louisville was in the league. You know, so, I mean, you're talking about Cincinnati, Louisville, Georgetown, Villanova, UConn. Remember Pitt? Pitt? Pitt was good. Pitt. I, mean, I mean, they had... Uh, they were number one seed back-to-back years. Who was the coach before Hell, Jamie Miami Dixon was in the Big East, too. UCLA, ben, yeah, I mean, Pitt was a monster for about eight to ten years. I don't Pitt think the Canes was, were ever good, but go get another one, dude. No, go for it. Miami's um, okay. They, they had they had their run a little bit with... Uh, they, were never, they were never... When Laranega first kind of got there first couple years. Yeah, and, but they weren't in the Big East. That's true. I mean, that was the ACC. I mean, they, yep. were, they were a, a three-seed. Um, in 16. So, I mean, he had him pretty good that year. So, where was Laura Nega at before that? George Mason. Nice. Final four, right? Yep. Remember that? He was at George Mason. I do remember that. Yep. That was like 2007, too, or something. Well, 2007, they, the year they made the final four was 2007, correct? Okay. Then, yeah. No, no. 2006. Did any okay. of those guys from that team play in the NBA for more than one year? From, the they, George from George Mason? Yeah, from that squad. Who was the best player on that team? I don't even remember. Do you I remember? No. I just thought Nathan might remember. I don't, I don't remember. I, don't I, I forgot by, it by, after by, they got By the way, Stu, that is a quality pour right there. You <laughs> see that? I, I totally that's a veteran <laughs> pour. That's, that's how I form at home. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if I had more ice, I might have got aggressive, yeah. but I don't I don't have that much ice right we can, now. We can make an ice room. That's actually like... If I ever get this podcast to profitability, the very first thing I want to do is actually hire a producer to be able to do stuff like that. So <laughs> maybe in a in a year or two. So let's bring but, up this discussion because I was kind of talking to you about this the other night, Spencer. What's your number one thing that could be taken away? I think Nathan's is probably college basketball. Me too. But for you, is it college football or is it NBA? Is it baseball? What is it for you? It's, it's such a good question. Baseball right now, I'm so tuned out because I'm so disgusted about the Orioles. Like it's, and the funny thing I just told you this is they are, they actually have a winning record, 25 games in. They have all these young guys, and but I just can't even watch it. I'm so, the organization's so bad. I'm just so tuned out um, after what they did with Manny Machado and signing Chris Davis to that massive deal. Baseball, so no. Um, for me, and it's kind of funny because it's opposite of what you guys do, and a, a lot of the. You know, we talk about this with Nathan a lot, but the identity politics disgust me. But I just, I've always loved the association. I love the NBA. Thursday night, I'm always locked in the inside the NBA with Chuck, Ernie, and Shaq. Um, but I just, I, I feel like the NBA for me is the one thing I miss the most because I get into it the most during the NBA playoffs. And this year, I was really looking forward to it more than any other year, in my opinion, for probably for about a decade because I feel like it's so wide open. Um, so losing the NBA to you would be worse than losing the NFL season. Oh, so th- this is the NBA. Lies. NBA is what I missed. NBA is what I missed the most. But if the NF- if I if I, I didn't get a chance to miss the NFL because it was a fall sport, you know what I mean. 
Well, I'm just saying now, we're, talk, if, we're talking in generalities here. Like I'm saying, yeah. like losing college basketball to me would be worse than losing the NFL. Like losing March Madness was the worst thing that could ever happen. I love playing dynasty football, ever. and a lot of this podcast is going to be about dynasty football too. So if I lost the NFL, um, it, it would hurt. It'd be well, it's hurt everybody. But I'm just saying that would probably. But be what would hurt more? Would it be if the NFL canceled or? A bunch of NBA players went out to some strip club and they got canceled. <laughs> and they Which would back. hurt you worse, NBA got canceled or NFL? Put a gun to my head. I mean, the NBA really, ugh. It would have to be the NFL. Of course it is. It, ha- it would have to exactly. be. Exactly. Simply because be- of fantasy football, everything. Well, the thing about, listen, I love the NBA and whatever, the identity politics, whatever. The NBA, the regular season, I've never cared about. Uh, that's playoffs, the other thing too. Me and Nathan, when it gets to playoffs, we start. I'm the same on way. It. I, I watch like it, but I'm the same way. College basketball, NFL. I mean, the regular season matters, and those are the sports that I gravitate to. I mean, but for you, though, Stu, and this also applies to Nathan, and another reason why I wanted to have you guys on, outside of just your wealth of sports knowledge, I think what gravitates you to those sports out, outside of again just loving to watch them is the betting. For sure. And you haven't been able to bet. No, you have. No, no. I brought that up last night. I mean, we haven't been betting. We start betting on NBA, I'll start watching it. Because the regular season, but now they're in the playoffs. But I used to watch the playoffs, and I always watch the playoffs. But it's just different. It's different this year. But gambling is a big deal. But I would still watch certain sports without gambling. Like baseball, I don't need to watch, you know, gamble to watch the Mets. But... Pretty much every other sport, uh, it's a big component. What, um, and I wanted to ask, bring, bring gambling into this, but for both of you, getting a little bit more in depth here, and I actually was talking to you about this a little bit last night because Nathan's answer, which I'll ask you first, really intrigues me. When did you start sports gambling? What got you into it, like as a, I'm assuming, maybe a teenager, early 20s? And then what has made it like stick for you? Obviously, you love sports, but what's like a little bit of your history in terms of sports betting? and how it relates to you today. Because you guys are probably, out of all my friends, I have a couple other ones that are very, very active, but you two are probably the most active friends I have in terms of loving sports betting and being active with it. I mean, I, honestly, that's a great question. I don't honestly don't remember. I mean, I, we used to, I can remember. What's the first bet you remember placing? Do you ever, you have a memory of it? Was it the, you know, in the 90s? Was it You know what? I'll, I'll buy you some time. Think about it. <laughs> they call um, this the filibuster. My, my dad used to bet, but even more than that, um, his dad, my grandfather, were really into horse racing. And I grew up in horse tracks uh-huh. and all kinds of things. And I believe the year was 1986 when Ali Sheba won the Kentucky Derby. And we went over to my dad's friend's house in Michigan. And they just did this friendly pot where everybody put a dollar into this hat. And I was so young. I was like eight or nine or something. Was out playing wiffle ball. And my horse was Ali Sheba. And Ali Sheba won the Derby, and I got this hat of, like, $26. When you're that age, it's like you won a million dollars. And that was probably the worst moment of my life and the best moment of my life all tuned into one. Well, yeah, and I can say, when, now that I remember it, my dad, my dad was a milkman. Not that it matters what he did, but uh, he used to bring home the, uh, those, remember those betting slips? They would, like, so it would be a is card. It the gold card? It was a gold card. Like, it was a card. And then what you did is you paid whatever, your 5, 10, 20, and you, you picked your games with whatever that spread was on that card. And I can remember me and my dad going through. Never and they winning. stuck with those spreads, too. It was like 
Tuesday or Monday yeah, when they yeah. came out, and the line could change yeah. three points, yeah. but you got that yeah. line. But so. you thoroughly enjoyed doing. But they that, were like course. parlays, yeah. right? Of like, course, the, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, 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 whatever you wanted to pick, like Keno almost. You had, right? you had to hit them all. Oh, you had to hit them all. So that okay. was a thing. There wasn't like a. So you you picked a card. You picked the games you wanted to pick. If you wanted to pick ten, that's great. But you had to go ten for ten. You know. So that was. That but was, they were cheap, right? How much did it cost? I, like twenty I, bucks or something, I, maybe. Probably, well, we were. Yeah, probably less than that. Yeah, I can't yeah, imagine yeah. my dad paying twenty dollars right. for that. But I mean, that's that's the first time I can remember when I was like, you know, me and him sitting on the couch watching a game, being like, "Oh, this is on our." Car. How old were you then? Do you think eight, seven, okay. something so like you're that? Young. I mean, yep. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the mid eighties when that kind of stuff was was really popular. But when it comes to, and I, I mean, you're good at this too, but him especially is he's very analytical with lines and numbers. Do you think that had a huge influence on you in terms of learning? how the numbers worked and, you know, what was value, what wasn't value at that age? I Honestly, or do you I, think I, it took a little while. I highly doubt it. Yeah. It okay. probably took a while. Um, I mean, I'm always, yeah, it, it definitely, it, it definitely wasn't until, I mean, you also probably didn't have any money, like both all well, of us until we were like in well, right. high school to college. Yeah. I never really so. started betting a ton before, probably a year or two before I started working at Nationwide, I started betting Bit, but until I started betting with him and Nick Butler, I mean, you know, I never bet like like I did before. I mean, so it took off. It was yeah. it was like that's, uh, yeah, that's that took off. Okay, yeah. I was like WD forty on yeah. a fucking fire. Yeah. You just were flying. <laughs> I I think <laughs> I've been gambling since I've been sixteen. Um, my dad used to bet on it, and I just always wanted to be around my dad. But I remember I was a bus boy at this bar. I'm not going to say what it's called. <laughs> and that good my dad had what you would some people might call a bookie, right? And uh, there was a quarterback at Colorado by the name of Coy Detmer. And the reason why I know this is because I was still an avid college football fan at that time. Is this late 90s when Coy Detmer was there? It, it was like 96, 95, something like that. Well, what year was Cordell against Michigan? Well, was that was like 90. I thought 94? that was like 91. I thought, no. No. So he was a little bit after that. Okay. So maybe it was 96, so, 97. So right there. Yeah, yeah. I was just right. Trying. So um, this guy was talking to me, and I really like Coy Detmer because I saw this game that he played, and he was like, well, they're giving this amount of points or whatever. This guy's drinking at the bar. And I was a busboy, and he's a friend of my dad's, and he's like, who'd you take? And I'm like, Colorado, <laughs> if Coy Detmer, <laughs> and like he was Ty Detmer's brother, right. and everybody yeah. knew who that was, and Coy Detmer lit them up that night, and the guy gave me like forty bucks, and it that was another that was another uh, evolution point, <laughs> like seeing Coy just rip them apart, and in fact, my uncle lived in Colorado. And I told him that I liked Coy Detmer, and Colorado was really good. And he got me a Coy Detmer jersey that I still have. And one quick thing, and I'll be done with it. He played for the Eagles for a little bit. And one night on Monday Night Football, I wore my Colorado Coy Detmer jersey, and he tore it up on Monday Night Football. And uh, he got hurt in that game. And do you remember, like, when he was in the middle of the field and they were taking him off the field, and everybody on the team was like, you know, whatever and it was Coy Detmer's shining moment it was the it was what I saw in him the whole time but it didn't last very long because he was just a small guy he didn't have the arm but uh Coy Detmer was my boy but 
that that's another story right there for you. Coy could play. Yeah. How long how long has he been out of the league for at this point? Would you say? I mean, thirty years. Wait, so like I was gonna say, if he went to the NFL in '97, he was probably in it for like four or five years. I so was like gonna say about 2000. 2000, 2002, and he was, was a backup say. the whole time. He just played because whoever their starter got hurt, it was probably McNabb, right? I don't know. In Philadelphia? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it, yeah. He got drafted in 99. So. Yeah, so it was probably McNabb who just got hurt, and he played. And, yeah, that would make sense. And he just had one real – but I remember when he did get really good early, he played in this game. It was against the Packers, and he threw a touchdown pass, and he went up to the Green Bay sideline and gave that little, <laughs> like, signal like this. He was a, he was a cocky son of a bitch. That's for sure. They're fun to watch, though. Yeah. I would say for me with sports betting – I'm like my parents were not into it at all. Like they actually hated it. They didn't want me betting money. It was like one of those things so where they were trying to raise you properly. Absolutely. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but for me, I actually think my biggest influence, which didn't have a direct influence to uh, sports betting itself, but it was like a gateway drug, was Chris Moneymaker in the uh, World Series final. Oh yeah, he's famous. Sammy Farha in 2003. Sammy should have made that call. Oh, and he, he, that still has to haunt him. But Moneymaker, I mean, that was right after what Rounders was made. Yep. And that was the evolution five of, years uh, after. of poker. And everything took off. I think every one of us probably was playing poker with our friends. And it's so funny. And I want you to continue on your story. But I remember that we used to play for quarters. So I would go to the gas station or the bank and get rolls of quarters. And the blinds were twenty five fifty. How about that? That's how old I am. The first time I ever played poker, I actually believe, and this is hilarious because I was in eighth grade. This is the end of 2003. And I think they actually filmed the World Series of Poker during the summer that year. But I remember having a Saturday school with five of my best friends. We were, it was in the middle of basketball season. We all played. Um, and we were all we were probably five or of the six best players on the team. We all got Saturday schools for just something stupid. I don't even remember what it was. But I remember after it was over, going to my friend's house who lived right across the street from our school. Shout out Dublin Davis. Um, that we went over there and we played for his dad. Got out like these five dollar rolls of coins. I think I think they were nickels or quarters. And I remember playing poker. And that $5, like losing that or winning that, I don't remember any of the results, but I remember it felt like if you lost, it was like you lost 10 grand, <laughs> like to us today. Uh, if you won, it felt like you won 10 grand because I had never actually ever bet for money before like that. And the rush of it, I'll never forget. Like the first time, I mean, you could equate it to sex, but yeah, the first time when it comes to winning or even losing the defeat, I remember just being instantly hooked because I was. I'm, I've always the been the action this, of it. I've, that's what it is. I've always been this like competition junkie. Like I am the most in a lot of my life very laid back. But when like basketball starts and I'm playing, or if I'm playing softball, and immediately that first like I am locked in. It's like like I'm almost like a different person, and I'm that same way when it comes to sports betting. It's it's the with sports betting. The highs are so high. <laughs> and like the, the lows, lows are, are so, so low. I mean, it's really incredible. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, like 
at a drop of a dime, you go from one to another. And oh, yeah, and we've been there. But another thing it's about, about competition, it's about being right. I know. So if I say Spencer, justify the Bills suck, and you say they're good, or you say Nova's good, and I say this team, it's about being right. right. And it that's is. why I like the way me and Nathan would bet sometimes because we don't bet that much. Sometimes. So, well, yeah, sometimes. You know, every once but in a I'm while. I'm still doing other stuff on the side. Every, I'm a junkie, yeah. but, like, it's all about being right. Every once in a while, though, the, Se- the, the, the Seahawks play the Patriots for the Super Bowl. <laughs> you, don't, you don't bet a lot on that. Well, whatever. I got lucky on that game, <laughs> but he got lucky on this year's Super Bowl. I mean, that was pretty ridiculous. Well, yeah, you owed me one. On, so. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never forget that because I actually just met kind of both of you because he sat right next to me. I, for you, I think it took a, probably about a year for me being – but we kind of started at the same time on the desk. But um, this is when we all worked at Nationwide. Now there's only one of us left, but that's nearly here, though, there. <laughs> but um, uh, I vividly remember, though, you coming into work, and you were just – bad mood doesn't even summarize it. Well, you just sat at your desk, head well, down. I will say this. That was the worst Super Bowl of my life because <laughs> – Give a little background of it, though. Well, like, you guys were betting. It well, well, all comes well, – pay out. Even, even, even come to that day, though, like – that was, I was so sick, and it wasn't because I was hungover. Like, I was throwing up during the Super Bowl Just because I was sick. Had a bug. So yeah. I was sitting, I mean, like, I'm laying in a dark room in my bedroom watching this, and I'm getting ready to win a ton of money from the one-yard line. Because we, we won't talk about a dollar amount, but we have this deal where when we get to this spot, you can go double or nothing if the guy wants to do it. If we both like the opposite team, which we did in this case, we have a very good honor code. That's what's very good about us because that's our word, right? So It also makes it fun better yeah, throughout the year. Yeah, he lets me go double or nothing, and sometimes you're like, really, you want to go double or nothing? And this time, it was a decent amount. I go double or nothing. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. I mean, so like I'm, you know, I'm dying, but I'm like I'm gonna win. At least I'm getting paid tomorrow, and then the interceptions thrown. That was that was in terms of bad beats. That that's that's even worse than the twenty-eight to three. That one's the worst because one, one yard, yard line, line, second down. If they just hand because the thing was is Belichick was gonna let him score. If they hand the ball to Lynch, he was letting him score to get Brady back the ball. Yeah, because they threw it and got an interception. I actually he was gonna let him score. I haven't. Are even we thought just about gonna? Are we either. just gonna not talk about the fact that that guy caught that ridiculous catch before that, or are we just? Well, we can talk <laughs> about that. But we can also go back to the, no. the Falcons game on that stupid catch too. No, were, no, no. I didn't want to yeah. throw the momentum, but so like let's You're say right, let's You're say right. it's a momentum, or like you can do different moments. So you were sick. This happened. Whatever. I was at my buddy Doug's house, and a lot of the people there, you know, typical Super Bowl party, some people actually care about the game, some people don't. So I'm the only one watching it, and they're, like, playing music and games in the other room, but there was this one guy watching it that I'd never met before, and when he threw that interception, and he was mocking me because he's like, sports, 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 sports. I don't know who this guy was, but I didn't care. I was drunk, and I was like, whatever, you're cool. And when it, and when it threw the interception, he was like, yeah, because he was rooting for me. And I remember bear-hugging him and picking this guy up, and it's the first time I've ever met him, and I hope it's the last time, but he was there when that happened. And I remember texting Nathan, and he no, was just no, like... No, first of all, you didn't text me either. You no? called me. Oh, I called him. Perfect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I was sick, and then this happened, so now I'm really sick. And then my phone rings, and I 
course, I don't pick up, and then I have this. <laughs> I'll never message. forget you at work. It was so funny. What was the was message? Even, I hope you have it saved. I don't. I was so I erased it right away. But it was basically, I mean, it was you incoherently <laughs> laughing at the fact that you won that game. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's crazy, too, because, you know, I, I'm the big excuse maker when it comes to, like, things happen in the game. And I was, like, bitching to you and stuff like that. But it's like, it's like any time. It's, it's, no, it's no different, really, than this past Super Bowl when, uh, you know, that. Well, how about, I mean, perfect example for you, though, with this, because it's the same thing in terms of the laughing. Because, like, you enjoy those wins so much and then they hurt so bad. But how about the Timothy Bradley fight against the. Uh, well, Pac-Man that, with that Mike. Like, well, wait, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> Let's get to that in a second. But what were you about to well, say? Well, I was just because like, uh, that play on the one-yard line, of course, if they run the ball, I win, I'm win. i going to win the bet, right? Easily. But, but, in, the, but in, this past, in this past Super Bowl, I mean, I'm down 10 points, third and 15, and he hits that pass to Hill. That's what, I mean, I won the game on that play. If that right. play, if, if he doesn't hit that miracle play, I mean, you've – you you know you hit the you hit the big one right and I that's mean, what Spencer was talking about the ups and downs of it or whatever the moment the moment yeah, he hit that like pass I was like I'm gonna come back and win this thing like I I was yeah. gonna be like you know and we both know it too yeah. like we'll text and we'll be like that was big yeah and big. It, you know it yeah. you know at that moment it's happening because the yeah. momentum of the game shifted what's funny is I was gonna I was gonna ask about like greatest gambling was in your life and I had. I had totally forgot about the Timothy Bradley fight, and that was probably that was maybe my biggest gambling one of all time. And I totally forgot about in it. In terms of dollar amount, or yeah, yeah. or I mean, you I mean just like, in well, terms he of won a healthy portion unexpected. off of me, but a more off of another friend yeah. we know, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, but I, I actually because that one was so like I almost like, got in a fight with Mikey because I was trying to defend we Ethan's honor. <laughs> I'll never do that again. <laughs> we even the, the thing was, yeah, we, what are you a madman? It was. Yeah. It, it wasn't like it was a Super Bowl when you're locking every play. That fight, we were just hanging out. We quit watching it because it was a lock, right? Pacquiao had won the fight. Picturing it Nathan's was actually face. like kind of a boring yeah. fight. Yeah, it was over. But like, Pacquiao well, was Pacquiao winning won. on points. I mean, he, he should have won. I mean, I, I don't know if Howard Letterman was still there at that point, but I wish he was, and he was probably like, I, think it, I, think I got it eight rounds to three. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao, remember that guy, yeah. HBO when boxing? The, when the decision came on, we weren't even watching. We were still at the table, and then all of a sudden you see Timothy Bradley getting lifted in the ring, and I was like, oh, my God. It was amazing. I mean, that was amazing. I forgot about that. You want to know what's really hilarious on a side point? Didn't Pacquiao fight that guy, Jeff Horn, the Hornet? Yeah. So me and my buddy, we took Jeff the Hornet Horn, who is, like, not even that good. Jeff the Horn. And he got screwed again. They gave the decision to Horn because I think the fight was in, like, Australia or something. That was, like, five or six years ago. And we were at halftime. Maybe 2015. And we were like, ah, that bet's got going and me and my buddy are talking and then joe's like dude he won look and i remember they go to buffer and he's just like jeff the hornet Hornet!" (laughs) and we're just like what like the judging in boxing is ridiculous and obviously in mma now it's it's a real problem as well like I don't know where they get these judges or what you need to do, but it's really bad. What, what do you, uh, Spencer, what do you say is your worst uh, gambling defeat of your life? Whew. I'm pretty good with gambling. Like, I, you have a wicked memory of all your stuff. For me, I'm very good at letting a lot of them go. Yeah, the wins I never remember. Like, <sighs> like he says in rounders, but with the losses you remember, so he doesn't gamble as much of us. But I know that there's one that sticks in your crawl. And what is it? <sighs> It's actually really, I've, I've actually thought about this. Like, what is the worst loss that I've had gambling, sports betting-wise? I, I really, 
you're putting a gun to my head. I know the best win just because it was against you right. by far, and you know what it is. It also involved the Super Bowl, and that was probably the luckiest. Horrible bet. You got lucky. But continue. I've, I've, I, I, I can't even tell you the games, but I've had some, and I think you guys have dealt with this a lot, but I've had some horrific college basketball losses. Kansas Villanova was one. Yeah, but that was one where it was like a close well, you game. Like, you also hit like seven in a row going into Just tell me one where you couldn't sleep. That's the one I want to hear about. I know, and I can't. I, can't I have a billion. It's, it's cr- I just can't even it's think insane. of one. I know. I can't even. I can't even All give right, you one. So I'll tell you mine. I'll give you time to. Think. And I've had some huge money bets. Like that Kansas one was eight hundred. I sent you the ticket. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, well, there it, was, it is. That's it then. It was, but it, but it, but let me put it this way: when they lost, I wasn't devastated because it also wasn't a bad beat. Correct. It wasn't like Kansas was up ten points with three to go. Yeah, I mean Villanova really was. They were the better team in the second half of that game. That's neither here nor there. But, but I've like, definitely had plenty of bets where I've been up ten with three to go, just like you guys I have. Think when and you're going to say Stu, you had no yeah. business even being able to win, and then you got lucky, and it got lucky you were covering, and then you had a heartbreaking loss, right? Well, if you're talking about UConn versus Duke, then you're sadly, sadly mistaken. Okay, well then I, I am, and I'm, I, I am. So. All right, so t- set it up. You're the guy with the you know Rain Man memory. What year is this? It's about UConn Duke. Yeah. 2004 Final Four. All right, so 2004 Final Four. <laughs> I don't have a lot of money this, this year. But you kind of, yeah, yeah. But I had like 480 bucks in my account, and I put it all on UConn, and I believe the line was minus two and a half. So the game was just back and forth. Tough game. Duke's like up eight with like four minutes to go. Right. I mean, so. 2004, that, so that, this is Boozer, Dunleavy. No, but. What? No, this no. is this is JJ Reddick, dude. No, yeah. I knew Reddick was there. You're, you're real bad. No, Duke Boozer, fan here, yeah. get out of here. Um, no, no. no. Boozer Dunley, who left in 02. Yeah, yeah. 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 So this, this is 04. This is uh, this is Lou Al Dang, 04. Yeah, Okafor. is the star player for UConn. Uh, they had Gordon. They had the Gordon. They have Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. That's a fantastic yeah. memory. So mark you know he's right about <laughs> it leading up to it, but my whole point of it is, which nullifies his point. Is I think it was Okafor at the line. Yes, and he hits two free throws to put UConn up five, with like three seconds left. And Duke should just throw the ball in and run out the clock. Instead, this D back Chris Duhon throws a pass to Chris Duhon at half court, and he banks in a half court shot. So I would have had. You know, 900 in my account, and I ended up having zero. And I remember that, hurts. that that night we were all going to go out, but we all bet UConn. And we were sitting there, and I remember I was on my knees, and I was like, let's go. And somebody was like, it's <laughs> yeah, over, it's over. And I'm like, it's not <laughs> over yet. And then they banked in that half-court shot, and I just walked upstairs, and I left everybody, and I didn't go out. There is no <laughs> worse gambling loss. In that was a big loss. Ever. Than the last second pointless yeah. three pointer yeah. in oh, college that, basketball. That's that the worst hurt. thing ever. The, 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 the one where it doesn't even matter. The game's over. You've got it. See, that's why you asked me what my worst ones are, and I've just had so many of those that I don't even. They, they just blend in now. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> why is it? Now. And then why is it, Nathan? When you know, just from my perspective, I have Duke in this game. They just pass it in and run out the clock. Of course, of course. <laughs> it's it's like like especially when you're when you're losing every game and you just need one. You know who like, I was. You know you need, they don't you, even take the shot. You need like a win. they don't even. But when you have the team, they are just going at it, ready to get a, a layup 
that means nothing. Like the coach should shut them down. I will. I will add one more because I like to talk about my greatest wins. Another one of my favorite <laughs> games of all time that we that I was had a ton of money on was Michigan State Baylor in the Cotton Bowl. Oh my the god! Same day that so it was the same that day. It was awful. the same day as the first playoff. So you had Baylor and Michigan State in the Cotton Bowl going into Florida State and Oregon in the Rose Bowl and Ohio State and Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. And I don't know. I had the I day had, turned around, but that one hurt. Well, it well <laughs> I, the day ended up great for me because I had all three. Well, I had Ohio State. Wait, so that's your worst loss? Uh, that's worse than the twenty-eight to three? No, but Baylor no, no, was slaughtering okay. them, slaughtering. I was them. down twenty. Michigan State, I think, was a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Maybe they were under – I don't remember what it was. Either way, it was like one-and-a-half. It was an even line. They're down 21 points with like six minutes to go, and they come back and win in regulation. They're Incredible. kicking pretty, onside that's, kicks, that's recovering. Block, they blocked – They Baylor threw a touchdown pass, and the guy that caught it – he got tackled with the one, actually – Got called for a face mask. <laughs> it was behind. the like, most ridiculous call ever. He was running into the end zone. Touchdown to seal the game. It's over. The official throws a face mask on the offensive player, the receiver that's going to score. This never happens. So instead of a first and goal from the one that would have sealed the game, they get a 15-yard penalty and go back. Sparty blocks the field goal and then scores a touchdown, and I cover. It was, it was incredible. That, was, that's, that might be one of the greatest ones of all time, too. That's I mean, just even talking about it is fucking awesome. To be honest, yeah, that that was a good one. I, I really enjoyed that one. And I can't even, <laughs> I can't even necessarily pick out. I mean, I don't have the vivid memory of the game like you do. Still, but I, but I which did is have funny. that. Uh, remember that Bahamas Bowl one year it was like Western Kentucky versus some no name fucking yes. team. <laughs> and I had, I think I had Western minus two and a half, and they're up like thirty five to three in the fourth quarter. And the other team, which I can't even believe, I can't remember, throws a Hail Mary on the last play of the game. Oh, my God. With a lateral that scored a touchdown. If they kick the extra point, it goes to overtime, and I can still win. Instead, they go for two. <laughs> and I lose. That's gross. I mean, that, one, that was like I'm sitting there watching this game being like, I, I shut did down. You, did any of you guys remember? I don't remember the actual line. I don't even remember the freaking team. But I remember... Betting the game in Chris Thompson. This is a couple years ago. Chris Thompson's returning a kick at the end of the game and fumbles the kick off at the end of the game after the game's already decided. And I lost a bet. I think it might have been against the Chiefs, but he fumbled the kickoff. No, no, no. Are you talking about Washington versus Kansas City? Yes. It could be. But he fumbled the kickoff. No, 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 I think no, 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 no. He didn't fumble the kickoff. Yes, they, he is. No, they lateraled the they ball. They lateraled the ball at the end yeah. of the game. So I was, I was covering. So any game that there's ever been a lateral, yeah. I lost that game. No, you, no, you. Won. So gross. That game I won. This bet you won because of that touchdown yeah. at the end of the game with no time left. Basically, yes. It was like at the end. Okay, so I'm one for ten. Yeah. <laughs> you hit that one, and I remember one time too. You hit the. Uh, I remember the Eagles. I'm talking shit to you one time. The Eagles are catching like plus five against Dallas. They're up 10 in the fourth quarter. Dallas ties up, goes to overtime. And of course, what happens? They get the ball to start the overtime, go down and score the touchdown to cover by one. I text you, but like, I can't believe you won the game. You're like, I just woke up, dude. I cannot believe that happened. That's the worst. Because you know what? Every time you're I'm like, you've in, never you done it. Time every in. time I fall asleep and yeah. I'm losing a bet, I lose the bet. It's a lock. We're at with him. For like, sure. And that's why we fall asleep, because we know we're going <laughs> to lose. <laughs> I do want to talk about the twenty-eight to three game a little bit, just because even though I know it's excruciating. But what is that? 
I mean, you talked about some of them with the wins. You've all talked about the losses, but is that would is that your worst loss no, ever? Seahawks, Seahawks by far. By far, the, the Atlanta one at least I could see coming. I mean, like you saw, like there there's a certain point where you saw it coming. The, the Seahawks one. I mean, like you're one yard away when the other team's going to let you score. That's that's way worse to me. I, you know, at the moment that the the Patriots won the toss in overtime, you'd already you'd already started the steps of like yeah. Of being like, listen, I'm I'm fucked. Is it, is also, I didn't really have a good read on that Super Bowl, and I didn't put that much on it. I had Atlanta, but yeah, see, I killed. I, it didn't even matter. I mean, it was just yeah. like this is stupid, but that didn't hurt me. Yeah, I, I mean, it hurt me, but like not near as much as the uh, talking to the microphone, Mister Klingel. Not near as much as the uh, there you go. The Seahawks one. <laughs> Again, um, I, I'm more of a you know I've had. The, the Super Bowls have really hurt my feelings, except for, you know, like the Broncos won in this past year's, you know, I'm more of a Final Four National Championship guy. That, th- those are my big ones. Oh, yeah, those are where that all comes down. Except, I mean, that's the highlight of the year for it, you guys. Except Gonzaga, Carolina, which one still eats at my craw, where I had Gonzaga when the game was tied with like 30 seconds to go in the game and Carolina pulls away. That was terrible. Well, sometimes your the heart cream out. rises to the top. Yeah, I think there's a saying for it. Love those eggs. <laughs> Always fighting for you, um, but a little bit on the back, I, I, a little background on the twenty-eight to three game because I feel like we're talking about it. Not everybody necessarily gets it. That's going to listen to this podcast, but um, a little background. The the line before the game, it's uh, this is the twenty sixteen Super Bowl, Atlanta Falcons versus New England Patriots, and the Falcons get up twenty-eight to three and are just absolutely dominating. But before the game, the spread is probably what minus three. I think I'm down maybe four hundred dollars to you. No, it wasn't that much. I it think wasn't that much. three, four, whatever. Um, I'm down a few hundred bucks, and I am desperate for a bet. Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a beer. All right. Get him one too, even though he says he doesn't want one. But no, you can go. Actually, I will take a couple pieces. There you go. Um, but. Uh, before the game, I'll never forget this because the line's three, and I'm desperate for a bet. I want my money back. Let's say I'm down a couple hundred, and I'm like, Nathan, I will give you five points instead of three. I want the Patriots minus five, and they get down 28 to three. <laughs> Nathan is like, all right, you know, I can't turn down two additional points because I don't know what that necessarily moves it in the spread, you know, world of things, but when you're getting two free points in a three-point game, I mean... You're figuring that's that's almost like a it's not a lock, but you're you know sixty seventy eighty percent chance that's a winner. And the whole game, um, but now even before the game, Nathan tells our, our group chat that we're in. He's like, "Hey, Mooney's giving out a <laughs> minus five. <laughs> and one of our other buddies immediately goes, "Hey, mark me down for the same bet." And I, maybe it was a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. And I'm like, "Deal. I'm going all in here with the Pats." Whole first few quarters, chirping, chirping, chirping. Third quarter comes. Immediate score again from the from the uh, uh, Falcons. Chirping, chirping. By the fourth quarter, radio silence in our group chat. <laughs> and this is immediately after our other buddy. I think locked in with. I think it was an eight to one or nine to one bet with me. Like if the we had our two hundred locked in, but then it was, hey, seventy five dollars, you win five hundred or something like that. If you win the game, the lesson is bad bets get paid too. <laughs> they do. And it was a fantastically bad bet, but sometimes they work out. So um, we talked before, actually, right before you got here, but you said that you've been watching 
a lot of, and I know you've been working from home too, um, you know, much of the last four or five months, but you said you've been watching a lot of the NBA and you thought the, the games have been good. Has anything like stood out? Did you enjoy the kind of round robin in the bubble um, before I, I, honestly, the playoffs? I the the non-playoff games, I didn't care much. I mean, I watched them, but like none of that really impacted me. I mean, with no home court advantage. Well, you also don't like regular season NBA. Right. You, you mentioned, but even, but. even then, with the no home court, it means it makes no difference. It's all about matchups anyway. Sure. So, you know, the cool thing was is the fact that, like, Portland had no chance to make the playoffs, and now all of a sudden they're in. And I think that's really cool. I mean, you know, Dame's killing it, and that's that's awesome. And I think it's going to be a great game tonight. Um, I can't wait for the game tonight. I'm, I'm I think the Lakers blow them out, actually. <sighs> well, I'm betting. I'm At least with him, maybe I'll give you some action, too. But I'm betting uh, the Blazers tonight. It's six, it's six and a half, I believe. Oh, it's, it's that many? Oh, well, that's... Yeah. But you said you just said they're going to blow them out. Yeah. You got to like that. <laughs> you can't, like you can't say they're going to blow them out and then uh, not yeah. stick to your guns. Yeah, you're right. Um, I see. This is my issue. Is obviously I think LeBron and AD are the two best players in the series. Even though Dame's playing out of his mind, I just think this is the worst roster LeBron's ever played with. In the, uh, I can't say that because well, that's younger false. years. In the last ten years, this is in the last ten years. This is the worst roster since he's been on the Heat and he was twenty five years old. Dude, this he is the worst for the roster. Last year, this is the worst roster in terms of without without AD. The, but I, I'm I'm counting AD in there. The rest of the players suck. They're horrible. He played for the Lakers last year. I understand. I'm it. it Give me LeBron and AD. I don't care who else is on the roster. AD is obviously amazing. It, it, this. With AD, yes, it is. But I'm saying the other 12 guys or however many are on the freaking bench, they suck. Listen, you can't count on Lillard making like 40-footers all the time either. Although they did a stat on him, and I think he shot 130. He's shooting 41% from 40 feet, (laughs) 35 feet. It's absurd. (laughs) Well, I'm going to kind of do a different tangent. One of the first times I met you, Spencer, was – or I don't know if I met you, but I was at work, and you used to sit next to Nathan – and I remember you came up to me, and it was when Anthony Davis was still young in his career, and Nathan said that Dirk was better than Anthony Davis. Oh, I remember this. And you asked me, you go, who, who do you think is better, Anthony Davis or Dirk? And I was like, Anthony Davis. <laughs> and Nathan was like, Dirk? Are you kidding me? But it was like towards the end. Dirk was still really good. Dirk was, was 35 then. He, he was 35, 36. He wasn't that old, but he was still really good. But it's just Davis does also, so Mooney much on the floor. Repeatedly that Carmelo is better than LeBron James. So you take whatever he says. with okay Yeah, himself. well, he was right about I that. Mean, He's not right about everything. But that, that's still right about that That's one. still factual. Carmelo uh, is the most overrated uh, basketball player of all time. He's going to finish top 10 in points. But he's sport. really good as a, you know, a sixth man. <laughs> he's pretty solid there. He, but I did like him at Syracuse, though. He's no, he's no six man. Top ten all time in points. He will be. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but the eighty I remember that. Dirk was about thirty-five. Cause How old is Dirk today? Forty one, forty two. And I didn't know you told 2014, 2013. That was longer than six years ago. Yeah, it had been. I met you both in twenty thirteen or fourteen. And Dirk is like forty two. It had he's at least thirty five when let's we look do it this. up. Jamie, let's look up how old uh Nowitzki is. Was last year his last year? That was a swan song? Yes. And he At was the 40. time, Dirk was the better player. There's no debate. He wasn't. Anthony when he won the title, he was. I'd rather have, but I mean, like, Dirk is the better player. 
I don't well, think he's so. a better offensive this player. Is kind of, this is kind of like our Eli Manning uh, comment. <laughs> All right, so it says Dirk. Oh, wait. I got to go to Wikipedia. How old is Dirk? Just just get the age. And we'll... Yeah, it just gives us stats. He retired in 2018, 19. I don't know. You don't want me to be your research guy. Here, oh, God. Look. I got it. Born in 1978. He's my age. 41. He was like born almost the same See? day I was. And I started on the desk. This guy's a winner. And you started the desk a month before me or after me. It was May or March, May or April of 2014. So it wasn't like we were hanging out before. <laughs> okay, but how old is LeBron right now? LeBron right now, he's 42 actually. Don't 42, but LeBron right now, yeah. So, Dirk, so Dirk's age. Yeah, yeah. but Dirk, you guys, I, you guys, I think <laughs> would agree with me. Dirk I'm was trying to help you here, buddy. Dirk was not the same player after that title. Like no, he, was he wasn't. But at the same time. He went Dirk up. was a very good, uh, an accomplished scorer, but the thing about Davis was he was so good defensively, and he just did so many things all around. His game has evolved offensively. He wasn't as good offensively Dirk, then as he is now. Dirk went on a two-year bender after winning that title. I, I, I'll viv- I, I vividly I remember him. I hate that. <laughs> I had the heat big in that in, in one. Vividly remember. Brow was the only team that Cal could win six straight games with in March. That's Nathan Klingel talking to the mic. I mean, that blows my mind. Look at uh, all those teams he had. You know, that might bring you and Kofo together if you told him that. <laughs> he calls uh, Calipari Coach Excuses, and he told me he called into this uh, Kentucky call-in line, and he got banned because he was talking <laughs> bad about Calipari. This is Kofo? And they banned him from it because he called him Coach Excuses. I'm not no, I'm Coach not. Excuses. <laughs> I'm just saying of all the teams. That's amazing. I mean, I mean, that team was really good. But, I mean, like, you know, he had the John Wall team. He had... DeMarc- the, yeah. The, the but Scott the thing team. is, though, is he beat us because freaking... He didn't beat us. Oh, he didn't beat us with that Harrelson guy as a center when we were oh, the best oh, team in the tournament? Oh, about 12, yeah. Yeah, so he wins games like that. But when he has the, the chalk, he loses. Who are we talking about? Um, well, Ohio State was the best team in the country, and we should have won the national championship. But Thad Mata just likes to put the starting five in and just leave them all in at the same time. William Bruford, Buford was, what, two for 18 from the field that day? Yeah, it, was a t- it was a tie game. with Lauderdale, was it Lauderdale? Tough. Lauderdale should have been in. That Harrelson guy had, like, 18 points yeah, and 10 rebounds. He was. He, we didn't have anybody that would body him up, yeah. but but Mata. Listen, I love Fab Mata. He's a great coach. Love Ohio State, but he was a great recruiter. He wasn't a good X's and O's coach because at the end of the he wasn't, day, I completely agree with that. At the end of the day, agree. they put Lauderdale in that game. Harrelson doesn't get rebounds. We win. You know, Fab lost like six games in March, like tournament games by like one possession. It's mind blowing. Like yeah. six times at Ohio State, he loses by one possession. Thad's fall from grace, I think, was mind blowing too. Because he, dude, his first six, seven years were so good. Well, it's, he set the bar too high. Yeah, he did. And then, well, again, I'm not saying he's phew. not a good coach, and people will live and die by the sword, and they're like, Thad, Mata, blah, 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 blah. He also can't get a job <laughs> Sound like Nathan. He's a great yeah. coach, but. Was he the best coach? Well, on his no. way out, that one recruit, and I forget his name, 
he said he wouldn't come to Ohio State because he didn't think they could get him to the NBA. And well, that like, was at the end. That's a death nail. Remember when it got it. bad and those dudes like transferred and stuff when he went out? That was pretty sad. I didn't want to see that go out like that. And honestly, I didn't want to see Tress go out like that because there's people that have this perception that Jim Tressel was like this, you know, bad person. And Jim Tressel, well, listen, now, is the be, man. He should be like, the commissioner of the Big Ten, honestly. Jim Tressel is my yeah. favorite coach maybe of all time. I wouldn't mind that either. Him or Herbs or somebody that. Yeah, Jim Tressel needs to be there. <laughs> he won't do it, but why would you? Herbs, like, listen, Herbs and, and Tress are like two different. I mean, Okay, let me ask you a question right here. You guys are all Ohio State fans. Herbs or Tress? Who do you want? Urban, not even close. I'll take Tress, not even close. You're a Tressel guy too, but I think you've come around on Urban. <laughs> I mean, it's Tress. The issue. This is my big issue. Without before even, I'll give Nathan some time. But my big issue between Tressel and Urban is Urban's offense is so much more lethal than Tressel's. And watching Tressel's teams play offense and kick field goals from the one yard line. It, on fourth and inches, or sorry, fourth and one, at, it's just it's so mind-boggling. Well, no, I thought that at the beginning until Urban Meyer actually adopted the same offense as Tressel, which was Stop. a quarterback he, sneak every time. Stop. There's some issues there, but, I mean, like, Tress had the greatest quarterback in the history of Ohio State and couldn't figure out how to use him very well. So, I mean... Who are we talking about, Troy? Troy Pyra, man. I mean, like... Oh, stop it. I mean, stop like, it. That guy was the greatest... And the madness. No, no. <laughs> and the madness no. now. Like, I had TP, and we were having to, like... He had to bail us out of so many He had games. a big game in the, um, was it the Sugar Bowl against uh, Ryan Mallett, didn't he? Well, yeah, they, that was, they beat Arkansas. <laughs> but, Arkansas. Here's, <laughs> but here's the deal. I'm not putting down Meyer. I mean, Ohio State Meyer, is a great program. Meyer changed, the, changed things. Meyer, Meyer changed things, but. We were on a completely different level. But I want, we I want somebody who's committed to the program and is committed to Ohio State. And I just, I, I, sometimes I didn't think Meyer was all there. He did a great job, though. Meyer is much more of a like a celebrity powerhouse. You know, he's like inviting Brad Pitt to the fucking party type guy. Whereas Listen, Meyer's great. I don't have any complaints. I just yeah. had a soft spot for Tressel that year when they had Maurice Claret and they won the national championship. That was amazing. That has a special place in my heart that this can't be passed. I'm sorry. And when we beat Alabama and we won the national championship that one year, that was great. I loved it. But I didn't love it as much as two thousand two. I'll tell I, you that. I, I like that too. That too more. Too, the, the, the two best jobs in college football in modern history have been pretty much disappointments. You have to say, the two best jobs, which are Ohio State and Texas. They are. I agree with that. They've got three. I mean, look at Alabama. Look at USC. Look at LSU. Look at Florida. I mean, like Ohio State and Texas have some real advantages that those schools don't have because they don't have to play those schools. I mean, it's. You know, it's it's really disappointing that we've only got two football national championships in our lifetime. It's oh, absolutely. But I mean, we've gotten a lot of other stuff. It's like it, it reminds me of Varsity Blues, like you know, Bud Gilmer. <laughs> you know, Gilmer. we got a lot of you know district titles. We're always there every year. We don't always win it, but we're always there. And there's something to be said for that because I'll even speak up for your Bills, Spencer. A lot of people make fun of them or whatever. They made four straight Super Bowls. And that's not happening. That's Again. pretty impressive. Spencer doesn't remember one of those. Oh, I do. There's no way you do. I remember them all. <laughs> I went to every game. I remember the Redskins. I sat, I sat, the at, the, I sat at the 50 yard line with my dad. Remember? No, you said the Redskins. Wait, who are they? <laughs> what did you say? Who are the Redskins? Who are the Redskins? Oh, I'm sorry. The Washington football, football team. team. Put, a, put a hurting on them. 
low key, I think they're going to actually be pretty good this year. Nobody's going to agree with me. It's okay. Why? What do you mean? They were good last year. Why would they be good this year? I think Geis is going to. Oh, you're talking about the Redskins? Yeah. Yeah. I I think Darius Geis is going to lead the league in rushing. I think (laughs) he's a sneak. (laughs) Maybe lead the league in rapes. Well, if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. (laughs) But I actually was really down on Haskins. Are you serious right now? More than anybody (laughs) in the world. But he started to gain a little steam. Dude, have you and seen I him? love how the Redskins have all these Buckeye players. I think I'm starting to get back on Haskins board. looks like he dropped 30 pounds, is in crazy shape right now. Haskins started looking good at the end of last year. That's it's really a fact. Crazy the numbers that Haskins put up, and you're like, they got three week Terry, where, too. Where does, where does he rank? <laughs> like, he's like fourth, maybe. Like, and look at the numbers he put up like in Ohio State football history. He's like the fourth best quarterback I've seen. Right, and then they were like, everybody's like, oh, how did they not start Joe Burrow? What are they doing? <laughs> like, Dwayne Haskins threw for like, what, 50 touchdown passes? Like, Joe Burrow is not good. <laughs> Either is Zion Williamson, according to Nathan Klingel. Agreed. <laughs> what a horrible take. Well, I don't, I don't think he's that good. I mean, <laughs> I bet on Duke and what do you have, 20, against Kansas, and they couldn't even. 23-7 as a rookie? 23 and 7 as a rookie, 58% shooting or something wild. Um, Duke killed me back to back years in regional finals. Like, just bet me over. All right. I want to. Unpopular opinion. Has Coach K even tried to coach the last seven years? I think he's just kind of been there and he kind of is, but he's almost almost like a mascot anymore. He's coaching, but it's not the same. I'll say that. He didn't call one timeout. It's not 1992 with probably the 10th college basketball player ever, Christian Leitner. Of that game against Kansas. He didn't call a timeout in the last minute. What's he doing? Just give the ball to Zion and get everybody on the other side of the floor. I know. Zion What's the problem? Him. Zion didn't get a touch at the wrong, end of that game. Wrong game. Was it wrong game? Yeah, they played Michigan State, Zion. It was, oh. the, the Michigan State, the Kansas game. Was well, that was back to back years, worse. though. I thought yeah. it was worse. Michigan State was worse. They let that dude hit that three. Like, uh, uh, I, th- I think the Kansas loss was worse than, worse than the Michigan State loss, honestly. They were both bad. They were both bad. And we were both on Duke yes. in both games. Kansas was worse, man. They, Kansas had no business being that game. Well, I'm saying, like, what's I'll Coach like K that. doing? Talking. What was Coach K doing? He, like, doesn't even call timeouts anymore. He's done. He's just like, I have injected my wisdom in you. You should be able to figure it out. Like, I mean, and then you see Tom Izzo in that game, and he's calling timeouts after every possession. He's like, timeout, timeout. And then, like, Coach K's like, oh, I just got three players that are drafted in the, what, the top five of the NBA draft, and you're going to lose to Michigan State? The worst decision of my life was letting Nick out of that Bet. Oh Going yeah, over Kansas. I remember that. Such a good guy. I let him off the hook. I had him. I had it all locked in. And I let him go. I was just like, I don't think you want this. And he was like, I don't. And then, mm. all right. Was, what was the bet? Uh, I think five hundred bucks on Can or Villanova minus six against Kansas. Villanova Stu smoked him. Stu took a picture <laughs> of us shaking hands and everything. And the day of the game, I mean, I was like, if you if you don't want it, I'll let you out. And he's like, I don't want it. That was a mistake. I had to do that one time with you and because I felt awful about this. You, me and you kind of had this mutual respect in a sense. You bet way more with Nathan, but we're good for anything we bet on. And the biggest one that I can remember you losing to me by far was the uh, Warriors versus Cavs. Sure. But we were, we, were, we were drinking, and I also had it with you and um, Luke, 
And I gave you that. I was like, look, we're, you know, $500, a lot of money. We're, you know, what are we doing here? To some. To some. But it's like, you know, I don't want to, especially somebody like Luke who does not bet often. So I was like, look, I'll let you get out of the hey, bet. listen, I, I, you know. You, you no, but me I, and you. I said it. I did it. That's it. Me and you, we don't, I, I, I even told you the next day when you, you said. You want to cheat somebody on odds? That's on you. You got to look yourself in the mirror. Well, I completely agree. <laughs> Well, that's another discussion. I'll, I mean, I'm hammered if the if you wanted. Just, we both were. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you were as hammered as me. <laughs> oh, here we go. But 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 to get your point to get to the point I'm trying to make though, like Luke, I totally let off the hook with that. I think we went from 500 to 50. So whereas me and you kind of stuck it out, but we got okay. So we got about five minutes left. <laughs> I told you these things go quick. I want to ask you guys. I'm going to do this pretty frequently because I kind of want to have you guys on maybe once a month, maybe even more often. But let's say we do it monthly. But I want to ask you guys at the end of every time we do one of these, because a lot of them are sports betting focused, you have to pick one bet out of all these bets that I have basically lined up. And I want you guys to – you just you have to pick a bet. It's, co- it's coming up in the next few months. What's the bet you're picking out of any one of these bets and we're going to keep a total of this, you know. What we'll do is, is because we always do, and there's not even necessarily money. We'll call it fake money uh, in a sense. But we're going to we'll keep a total of who has actually earned the most with these. I mean, we can call them primetime bets. I don't even know what the hell I want to call them. But let's, we'll just call them the end of the pod bets. So the first one I have, there's, there's four. I'm just going to read them all off. So we, have, we have to choose one, right? You have to choose one. Okay. You can, it can be the same one, too. I'm, well, I'm going I'm to pick two. All three of us are. First one, Tiger Woods. Masters, 16 to 1. No, no chance. Okay, well, let me read them all. Okay, hold on. That's a no chance. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because you have to pick one of them. That's fine. Okay. I'm not picking that one. Trump, plus 120 to win the presidency, or Biden, minus 140. Habib, Nurmagomedov. Did I say that right? Minus 250. Against Justin Gagey? This is going to talk about. Plus 200. Yeah. Or. And I think you guys probably uh, are pretty close with me on this. Clippers plus 250 to win the title. Lakers plus 350 to win the title. Or the Milky Bucks. These aren't as good as I like. Plus 400. Yeah. And you also, the last one too, this, is, this might be the one you like more than anything, um, the Raptors 750. So you got to pick one. Oh, I, have to, I have to pick one? Yep, out of the four. Oh, I'm taking Biden then, please. Okay. Biden. I am going out of all of these. And maybe we should put a dollar, because I didn't even think about this, but maybe we should just put, again, fun money dollar amount. We're not, we're not paying it out. But let's say we do 100 bucks. You know? Well, well let's, let's come up with a different one, because you just put like a 16 to 1, even money. Sure. 17 to 1. I love Justin Gaethje, by the way. I, I like shot. Justin Cage. I like him too. How about this? How you about can, this? You can name your dollar amount. I'll do that. And I, you can name your. And we your don't dollar have. Amount. I put all hundred on Biden, honestly. Okay. Well, I already have that. <laughs> we already have that. <laughs> we already have. I already have it with him. Um, how about this? I'll come up with one real quick. Who do you have it with? Because when you ever talking about that, I thought you took that action from him because you've talked about it multiple times. You, oh, you bet somebody else? Mr. Turvine at the bar. Oh, did you? Oh, locked in for sure. That's how yeah. we kind of work too. Yeah. So, All right, how about this? Because um, you have to have the odds. But I like that you did that. That's a good thing. I like, I like that you did that. So how about 
All right, you got the Gaethje versus Khabib. I want that one on the docket. So we'll do that one. And then how about... Um, you get one bet, though. You don't get multiple. So who, 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 who's the favorite for the Masters, you think? DJ? It, no, it's Brooks. Brooks 10 to 1. Brooks is 10 to 1. Yep. Yeah, see, the odds are whatever. We can just stick that's with why, that. That's why Biden's the money. That's, my, Biden's the bet, in my opinion, of all these. Well, even even if you just pick it, Trump, it's still it, like it's so funny closer to like, even money it, it, than any of the other. Even though I do like, I mean, this is the thing. Gaethje a lot. The odds on that side. I mean, Khabib is probably gonna do what he always does. Do you remember though the odds though? And this is the, It's so funny because like I I totally understand where you guys stand on that bet. But do you remember what the odds were when Trump the day of the election when Trump was going in with Hillary? Do you remember what Trump was? He's like probably. Plus one seventy, maybe. Close. I, I I vividly remember about two to one. So I'll say plus one seventy. That, that's I don't fine. Think it ever got plus two hundred, but it, it, you're, you're it was above and it came down. Like it, he was significantly. It just kept coming. But let's just call it plus one. That's fine. Let's not get into a political discussion. It has nothing to do with the politics. It is just everything. How new. about this? It has everything we'll to do say, with the, what the um, value of the bet is. How about this? Like oh wait, uh, you said you want to do this once a month, so we got to make something that's gonna end. Fellas, I would do this once a week. Okay. But it's up to you guys. Well, let's make something quick. Well, you said something about the Lakers. What was your Lakers? The Lakers were plus 300. To win the title? Blaker, no, um, the Clippers are plus 250. The Lakers are plus 350. Who's favored to win the NBA title? Clippers. Clippers. And what are they? Plus 250. And they're the favorites. Correct. Wow. Who's second favorite, Lakers? Lakers. I'll take the Lakers. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Plus 350. If I had to take one team right now, just to throw some money on, it's the Houston Rockets. I see. I think in terms of just value money, I I actually because I I'm I feel so good about them actually getting in the finals. It's the Raptors. I just think they're better than half court offense. I think they're better than Milky. Well, the election, which is amazing because they lost but, arguably the best player in the league. But, but <laughs> no, like to get to the finals, I just don't think they have a chance to win it once they get there. That's fair, but I, I think they have a chance. But it's just it's it has to be ugly. I don't. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, they have no chance to win the championship. Honestly, I don't, really don't. So so okay, you're locked. So, so I think I, I, it, you're locking in Biden. Yes. Minus one forty. Who are you going I'm with? I'm going Biden. Over the Lakers. You don't want the Lakers. You're going Biden. Well, do I get more credit if the of Lakers course. win? Well, yeah, you get plus three fifty. Oh, on your so hundred. Like so, for example, if he's betting his hundred, I don't know what that is on minus one forty. What is it? You know that? what? I'll go. Yeah. I'll go Lakers because I already have Biden. You can do it up to a hundred bucks. Is your risk? I'll, I'll I'll go a hundred on Lakers. Okay, so you can win three fifty. I'm going all hundred on Biden because I'm I'm all in on that. I, I, that's when I. What is minus one forty? Is that I don't even know what the hell that number is. It's like sixty bucks. Sixty. That's what I was thinking too. I'll go. Just because I think it's a lock, even though you guys will laugh at me, especially him. I'm going the Dagestanian monster. No, I think that's a great bet. Honestly, that's, that's I just not, I'm not winning a lot of money. Um, so I mean, what am I winning there? Thirty dollars. Oh, safe bet. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just he's gonna I'm, win. I'm with him though. I want Gaethje. But win. but I think if I'm really winning to win money, it's such an interesting fight. Because I would I would bet the Clippers because I think the Clippers are the best team personally. For the UFC fight, this is the Khabib has never faced anybody like. Gaethje, ever. A guy that can wrestle, that has an incredible power. And he has incredible, incredible. power. So, like, Gaethje that, beat the shit out of Ferguson. Right. But he beat also the lost shit to, out of He also lost to 
Dustin Poirier, and he also lost to Eddie Alvarez. Right, but he he's not as disciplined, but or he, he wasn't as disciplined now as up. he is now. You're right, but but Khabib is a monster. Oh, Khabib's a monster. Yeah, but at those numbers, that's a good bet. Yeah. I, I I really want Justin. You know what? I'm going to change my bet. Okay, what I'm going to take uh, Gaethje plus the number. I mean, I'm hoping okay. he wins this fight. We have 10 seconds. Gaethje plus 200. Gaethje plus for, 200. For Stubega. Nathan Klingel I heard him on the Rogan He's going Joe Biden. I want, I want him. I minus like his, 140. I like his trainer, too. And I am on the Dagestanian monster who just lost his father, RIP. Fellas, thanks for coming out. We're definitely going to do this again often because I know you had a ton of fun and I haven't even asked you about it yet. But thanks for coming. We're out. Peace.